Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. I sing like a drain. Never else in my life have I sung to one person really deliberately. In her tears and anger at bedtime, I did think Jesus does have an answer for this. Jesus is our good shepherd and amazing grace. And it was partly a reminder to me as I sat by her cot at her door. Uh, the The Lord is okay with this. And he has answers for when there's just nothing but anger and tears and frustration. Hello, this is the Faith in Parents podcast. This is Parenting Through the Stages. We're trying to put a podcast together for each stage of a child's life because it's mostly baffling. We don't quite know where we are. So we've got some friends in to tell us about what it's like for six months to two-year-olds. What is it to be a Christian parent? For a child who's between six months and two years old, or roughly because all children are different. But let's see how we do it together. I'm joined by Wenna, who was with us for the first episode. Wenna, just say hello. Tell us a bit about yourself. What are the essentials we need to know? Hi, I'm Wenna. I am I'm married to James and we he is the uh, Youth and Children's Minister in Holy Trinity in Wannington in Surrey. Um, we have a nearly three-year-old, she'll be three in July, called uh, Jemima. Um, and she's a lot of joy. I'm also a health visitor as well. So a little bit of experience there. And just tell us, Wena, what is a health visitor? Or what is what is you when you're a health visitor? Uh, so, well, I'm an infant feeding coordinator now, but when I was a health visitor, I would help support parents of 0 to 5-year-olds. So doing developmental checks you know, on the end of a phone if somebody needs um, any advice. Um, basically, all round trying to support parents. Wow, the world <laughs> needs you, Wena. Thank you for doing that. And I'm joined by uh, old friends Rob and Hannah. Rob, where are you? How old are your children? We're in Beckentree in East London. Uh, we've got three kids. Uh, two were added to the team in December. Uh, we had twin girls. Uh, so um, they're five months now. Yeah. And a boy. <laughs> who's two? <laughs> Hannah, tell us about your boy who's two. Uh, he's called 
Edward, but not after anyone in particular. <laughs> but he is called Edward. Yeah, he's a lot of mischief and fun. I, I've actually only ever called him Eddie. Are you having a sort of tactical name change at, at, at age two? No, he's mostly Eddie, except for in like preschool, he gets called Edward. Very good. So, uh, Rob and Hannah, you're here because uh, you are living the six month to two year olds. In that, you, you know, you have you have two who are just about to hit six months, and you've one who's just coming out of two. So you're living this. So, uh, Hannah, you know, in a nutshell, how's it going? It's so I, I I didn't remember a lot that's happened in the past five or so months, but it is going. <laughs> And Hannah, why why is it you can't remember much in the last five months? I mean, apart from the fact you have twins who are now five months, but I mean, what what has happened in those five months? Um, lots of nappies, lots of feeding, lots of kind of just getting to the next thing and hoping you get there. And Hannah, you're one of a pair of twins, and you have now had twins, so just give us. I personally cannot imagine two. Five month olds. I can't imagine what those five months have been like. What What would your summary of life as a parent of twins be? It's It's not a lot different to having one more. I don't think it's just a bit more of everything, <laughs> which means Very more good. more smiles, more cries, more nappies. More, you know, kind of. It's not all bad. There are lots of like more good things. Uh, and Rob, how how what what's your role in this? I mean, your your household. I mean, what does it feel like? What do you do? What do you do? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's um, we're 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 a team. We work together. Um, I I appreciate that. Sort of Hannah has the the tiredness, and so I'm trying to uh, keep her sort of uh, from from reaching the point of exhaustion. And uh, yeah, we 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 do quite a lot of things together as a family but there's some things where whereby hannah has to look after uh, the three of them on her own when i'm working when uh what what is the story of a six month old uh how how are families normally looking at what's a child like at six months old i think when you get to sort of six months things things feel like they sort of are, are settling into some kind of normal i mean you know it's a whole different normal i think when you've got an an additional one as well but i think um you know, people are settling into that. You know, they're not quite so worried about the the breastfeeding as as much because things might have settled down a bit. Um, I think it's, you're getting into a new stage of development, so you're starting to see more. They're becoming much more interactive. You get loads of more smiles. They're babbling. You've got the joys of starting solids and the mess that comes with all of that, and the I guess the worries that then come with that: what they're eating, what they're not. Um, so I think. Life settles down, but it's changing because new things are occurring every day. I think in terms of development, we really start to see kids develop and develop at this stage. So from six months through to two years, you'll see just huge development. You've already seen that over the last six months, but huge development. You know, as Hannah said, they're moving, you know, crawling, bum shuffling, uh, commando crawling, then into walking, talking. So you're sort of expecting all of those things. And they most kids will do those at, at that time. Um, some will do them at very different stages. So one of the things I always said to parents 
particularly about walking. Parents seem to be get, get quite worried about walking. Like a normal walking is from nine months to 18 months. And I say, well, that's like a pregnancy. That's a whole pregnancy. That's quite a long time. And that's what's normal. So I think I, one of the things I always used to say to parents was, you know, what, what are the normal ranges for kids? Because I think there's loads of, um, comparisons at this at this stage particularly you compare to your friends um and so so I think you're always looking oh my kid's not doing that or they're doing that and theirs isn't there's a bit of competition um so it's just looking back about what are the normal ranges for those things and that's what I try and do lots of reassurance for parents Hannah, you you have one child, Eddie, who's just coming out of this window and another two going into it. How different is this second time round? What are your expectations now for the next year or so? So I think I think I'm expecting the worst because there's two of them in some way. You know, so I'm like Eddie used to run off when he learned to run. You know, kind of that having being twice and only having two hands and still having Eddie around. Um, I'm I think I'm a lot more relaxed about eating and. You know, like, and then rolling. I think Eddie could roll a lot better by this age, but I'm, I'm not too fussed. But I also think because of lockdown, that's probably made things easier because I haven't been in playgroups all week. See, kind of seeing kids the same age and thinking, oh, my kids aren't doing that yet. Having taken Eddie through this period we're talking about, um, what what are the opportunities as a Christian dad? Uh, th- there might be some listening who are just thinking, um. <laughs> It's it's hard to even call it a conversation, uh, it, but our children are learning all the time. What has been your experience, Rob, of trying to be a Christian dad to Eddie in these years? Tried mainly to work on what we do when Eddie mis- misbehaves, and 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 that seems to be a key area because we're we're concerned, I guess, that that we can quite easily just teach him that when he behaves badly, we get angry, and when he behaves well we we're happy with him and that would give him a kind of false view of what god is like towards us so um i i think we're we're trying to think of how we can discipline him in a way that that shows grace as well as um and and forgiveness uh, because and, and i guess that that seems to be the main thing at the moment because there are so many boundaries that he wants to cross and um, you know, he's he's cheeky sometimes, so you have to read it when it's just being cheeky. And there's other times where he's he he's being deliberately um, obstructive. So it's just it's just trying to sort of work out which is which. And I found my particular my particular hardest part of the day is is the last fifteen minutes uh, when I'm putting him to bed. I find it's when I'm least patient with him, most likely to to fly off the handle. And uh, there was one, you know one night where I did and then the next night I just realized that that was going to be the case again um so I I tried to approach things differently um and maybe just just kind of took myself away from the situation because he's he's so much more likely to be doing meltdown as well because he's tired um so that was one of the things that um yeah it's opportunities to see those kind of things in yourself and to to try to work out why you're responding the way that you are and Rob, uh, we would love to hear what have been your conclusions of trying to show grace and of trying to do something other than just pure anger when it goes badly and pure joy when it goes well. Ha- have you managed to settle on some wisdom for navigating that? 
I think I think if anything, I'm trying I'm trying not to just say to Eddie that um that when he does something good that I'm I'm I love him when I when he does something good. Uh, there's a real temptation for me to want to do that, and I think that would just be manipulation. Um, so I'm yeah I'm trying to sort of catch myself from doing that because actually I love him all the time, and I tell him that. Um, and I probably should tell him when he's when he's being naughty as well that I love him. Uh, but you know. I don't. I don't necessarily feel it. What do conversations look like with your three children? Uh, how do you communicate with them? So the t- the twins are easy in a sense because they're not going to answer back. Uh, so I can I can talk to them and say whatever I want. And um, whereas Eddie is at an age where he's asking lots of questions, where he's he's wanting the attention all of the time. Um, so he he gets told no. Whereas the girls don't, um, so yeah, but but he it's great that by the age of their two, they are, their understanding is excellent. You know, so they might not always have the speech to match it, but they they understand what you're saying. Wena, can you help us with with maybe what our expectations are for these years? What could we be looking for? What could we be hoping for? What could we be trying? Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still in it as well. We're just on the edge of that, uh, the t- uh, coming out of the two year old. Um, so I think, uh, do you know what I think? I talked about last week. The, my expectations are are probably too high of Jemima. I think sometimes, but I think we do we can expect that they do understand, um, that they do talk. Um, I mean, actually, the joys of some of the stuff that Jemima says is just lovely. Um. You know, like today, I think from from a Christian point of view, like today before before lunch, she said, "We just need to pray to Jesus." You know, what a joy that she says that. That's very rare. I'm not saying that is really rare. Um, she's not she's not great at coming up with her prayers. Um, we ask her, "Do you want to pray?" She says, "No." Um, but I think you know they do talk, they do understand, and I think we can we can ask them to, to we can have some rational thoughts and conversations with them. Um, they often end up in, you know, what's what does she want to watch on television? So it's 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 I think it's quite infuriating at times, but um, I think there is a there is a real joy in what she says, um, and in what they say, um, and the conversations that you can have with them that you can't have with a, a six month old, um, as well. There there is something we perhaps have to avoid, which is constantly waiting for the next stage. I think as we look through parenting through the stages, I think one temptation is to constantly assume the next one will be better, easier, simpler. And in six months to two-year-olds, we can just be looking forward to conversation. We can be looking forward to walking around and seeing things. We can be, and and the reality is, is that they are learning all the time. They are learning in these years. As Rob is saying, they are, they are learning how we respond to right and wrong. They are learning how we celebrate and how we are sad. They're learning where we go in difficulty. They're learning who we talk to. They're learning who comes through our front door. Hannah, what would you say are are the great opportunities or encouragements in this time? So being in a Christian family, we can talk about Christian things in a way which isn't going to get questioned yet but we can give him a, a we can give eddie a framework in which he's going to put the rest of the information he's going to learn you know so when 
so even at the moment I'm doing some of the new city catechism songs which are just questions and answers to songs and he can learn them and say them back to you and and we try and talk about what they mean as well but it means kind of we can go out and you can see some birds and we go who made the birds and we'll go god did god made everything you know kind of he can learn little bits like this and it's a, an age where he is like a sponge so he can he can name every train in thomas the tank but he can also say you know god is the creator you know and that, that is a better thing for him to know but um so get it's kind of making opportunities to share those truths with him so uh do you have to fight what are the difficulties of of this time or of of having six month olds I think you just have to be slightly more organised before you leave the house. Hannah says that's the most <laughs> most stressful thing is, is leaving the house. And she was trying to ask other people for tips on how to leave the house effectively because it seems to just take forever because um, you've just about got the twins into the into the buggy and they're screaming their heads off. Or someone does a poo or it is, isn't it, or before you leave the house. And I, I think we're up at half past five some days and it like we're getting, I just want to be out by nine. And why is that a struggle when we've got so much time? You know, kind of like, where does the time go? It's just, yeah. It's me. hard. Yeah, leaving the house is hard. Wena, what what are reasonable goals for these years? How, how what, what advice do you give the young families who are doing this for the first time? I think take take each day as it comes. I think, like each day is going to be really different. So you're going to just have to take um, each moment as it comes. Um, I think uh, look out for, you know, I guess look out for those developmental milestones that like we do want children to develop in a, in a certain way. Um, and so I would say, like, if you are con- if you are concerned about your six month to two year old, then do get in touch with a health visitor. Um, they're there to help you. Um, I think goals just talk to your kids like you know talk to your babies your six month olds they are just they love face-to-face contact they love you just being stupid in front of them um they love laughing with you in fact they like to make you laugh um you know dancing around the living room you know just doing anything that you know you can to interact with your child um reading to them anything like that i think those are the goals um and yeah, getting out it's hard i know we've had lockdown but getting out there doing play groups um we're now we are starting to open up things doing play groups um i think the the sort of six months to two-year-olds have struggled this last year um being inside and we've all struggled you know whether you've got a toddler a school age child we've all we've all struggled over the last year but i think you know that it's sort of a rite of passage, isn't it, to go out to baby groups and to go out to um, play groups and crash with your child if you're at, if you're at church. And I think that's we haven't had that. Um, so I think you know now that things are opening up, getting out there, doing, meeting other parents, meeting other mums. Um, I know then you get the competitiveness uh, that I said about, but I think it is just it is just an opportunity for them to socialise because that's what they need to do as well. And uh, when uh, this is also the time when people's mother's maternity leave might be coming to an end, uh, mothers might be looking to go back to work or looking at nurseries, childminders. Is, uh, how, do you have suggestions for how mothers in particular navigate that? Um, do lots of research 
obviously that's just a really basic and uh, practical thing in terms of whether you want to go with a childminder or go with a nursery I think um having done it myself um it comes with a lot of guilt um I think uh you you feel like your your role as a mum should be to bring up your your child but that's not always an option um like it it wasn't that option for us um and a new door opened for us for me to go back to a, a different job um which which was actually a, you know something that I'd had on my heart for years and years and years so you know believe that that was a god-given thing for us um there were lots of tears shed over going back to work for me um because I just I didn't I I didn't think that's how it was meant to meant to be for me um and now I I I I think it's really I've I've really enjoyed um being at work um so I think it is just praying about it um seeking wisdom from others as well if it's right for you if it's not Hannah um where have you felt most stretched what have you found most difficult wanting to do things my own way and not being able to do it so I think if you have one child you can get them to fit in with with what you do and when you have multiple it's harder so I, I think I, I've just seen my own selfishness a lot because I that the reason I get most frustrated is when things aren't going my own way it's not because Eddie's being willfully disobedient although he often is it's more because it's not how I want it to be um so I get I guess God is able to show me my my pride and my you know so like having people over now we're allowed people over the house is never tidy like it was never we were never a very tidy household but now it's kind of is it safe for people to enter the house you know what are the health and safety hazards that I need to you know kind of check before I open the door um yeah it used to be a bit easier Rob for your family maybe as much for you personally what are what are the difficulties? Where do you where do you think your family or you are most stretched in these years? I think you do have to plan the time you're going to spend together, as well as planning your working week. It can be quite easy to focus on just you know planning your workload and trying to get that off the table, so that then you can spend time with your family. But um, I think you know to actually. Plan, plan the times that you are going to spend and, and carve out the evenings and that kind of thing and put them actually in down on, down on paper so that it doesn't, you know, the, the, you know that you're, you're distributing your time well um, and not, not working um, more than you need to. Uh, I've got quite a flexible job so I can do that, but I appreciate other people are out of the house for most of the day um, and won't be able to do that. But um Yeah. And I guess as a as a Christian family, we are wanting to still serve at church. You know, having children doesn't limit our abilities to to belong to a church family. So, so last week we went, both went to small group for the first time on the same night. Different, different <laughs> um, small groups. So we, we had one in our house, which I wasn't at, and I was at one elsewhere. Um, so we're kind of and and. It was hard work, but that's the type of thing we want to to make it work and it's worth putting the effort into. We were sort of sit between two kind of small groups, so like a, a kind of 20s to 30s group and then I've got like a ladies' Bible study. So ensuring that care and of the of the sort of 20s to 30s was still happening as well. 
So I think that's one way that that we could serve. I think um, you know it is it, the challenge of being married to a youth and children's minister is that you kind of think that you know maybe he should just do it all, um, all the teaching and stuff like that. Whereas I think you know we've we've really tried to as a family um, try to cement our our time with with Jesus and you know carving out times that we can pray with her read with her read the bible with her and um, things like that so i think in just from a family perspective i think from um caring for others i think you, you just do what you can in the time that you have um meeting up with um somebody to go for a walk with them you know a, a single older lady uh, that was a real joy to do that from a personal thing a personal perspective um so i think it's just looking where are the where are the where are the gaps that you could fill as uh as a as a young as a as a young parent with a young child i think robin hannah it's, it's a great time to be cared for having little ones you know whether that's teenagers happy to come and give a helping hand or um someone happy to go to the park with you you know those kind of they're not hard work for other people in the church. You know, there are people who do want to get out and who would love to get to know you. So I think if we're able to take people along, like with life, you know, it's not making it, we're not trying to get to groups or we're not trying to add an extra thing into our week, but we want to, to be able to live life together and you can share Christ in those things. So I think that's a, a good thing to do. So Hannah, do you manage it sounds then like you sort of welcome people in you know i'm off to the park are you coming well i I need the help you know kind of i I guess maybe maybe having twins has made me a bit more kind of quick to ask for help i think some people think they need to just get on with it because everyone else is but nobody is actually thinks that they're thriving in this stage i don't think you know i talk to mums in toddler group and no one thinks i've had a fantastic week and i'm i'm smashing this mum life i think everyone thinks can someone come over and help clean the dishes or make me a cup of tea whilst I'm doing this? Um, so I think looking after the babies is easy, but kind of doing that with the rest of the life that needs to carry on, it is a, a load. Rob, do you think as a church leader, you you approach it differently now you're in it? Your expectations of people are in this period? Yeah, I think um, it's one thing that I've, God's been teaching me. Uh, I mean, in January, we just had the twins. We also all got COVID. Uh, so we were wiped off the scene from church. We weren't allowed to go. Um, so for a month, church had to cope without us at all. Um, and it did fantastically. And God raised up people within the church to to step up to different things as a result. So, and I think I'd echo what Hannah's saying that, um, that you really get to learn that your church family, that you need your church family as a church leader. Like if ever you thought that um, you were the person who was serving everyone else and, and that's, that's what you kind of focused on actually to, to realize that, that, that you need them and you need their encouragement and you need their support. And, and really the church family have done, have been really great in practical ways as Hannah have set, has said, but also just, just, um, just friendship really um and spending time with us and um you get to see that you you get to enjoy your church family more i think in that in that initial stage when when the children are born 
When uh, if you two levels of question for parents of this age, the first thing is is you you've said enjoy every moment, some of those milestones of development. Uh, do do you have an equivalent set of goals as a Christian parent? Yeah, I would say um, start reading your bi- the Bible with them from as early as you can. Um, so we did um, the Beginner's Bible from really very early on with Jemima. It's literally fallen apart. Like there's no cover on it. It's ripped because she loves it. Um, so I would say get start reading the Bible really early on um, and pray. Uh, with with them um uh, we have always prayed with her before before she goes to bed and we always pray before dinner um as well and we've always made a habit of trying to do dinner together so that that's kind of a, f- a family time um and those are just the things that you know they're just i guess christian christian routines i guess um but you know for a while i think one of the joys was that she knew that jesus was on the last page of the beginner's bible and that he would come back soon um and that was you know was just such a joy to hear that and she also thought that the bible was about or used to say that the bible was about jesus strong and kind because we've done the song jesus strong and kind with her for the last year almost every evening um, and she now dances around and sings to it um, so i think little getting christian songs in there actions those can be a real goal i think from a christian christian parent um, point of view and i i certainly remember one of my children singing uh, amazing grace and the Lord is my shepherd every evening to her as she cried a great deal at bedtime. And I used to wonder, will there be a day coming where she hears someone else sing either of those two songs and says, Daddy, I don't know what your version was, but this one sounds much nicer. I, I sing like a drain. So I, 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 I never else in my life have I sung to one person really deliberately. But in my mind, in her tears and anger at bedtime, I did think Jesus does have an answer for this. Jesus is our good shepherd and amazing grace. And it was partly a reminder to me as I sat by her cot at her door. Uh, the Lord is the Lord is okay with this. The Lord is okay. And he has answers for when there's just nothing but anger and tears and frustration. Uh, and I, and as a parent, I think I'm trying to, rem- I, I, I tried to remember that, that p- perhaps as a man who wants to do things, uh, you know, I, I, you can't get done very much. You can't get many jobs done. You can't, you, you are forced to slow down and to say the Lord's grace is enough for me to understand that it's not what I do. You're much, you're, you're much less impressive when you're chasing after a toddler or you're having a child just sort of dribble down your shoulder. And uh, that's, that's good for, it has been good for my humility. I hope it lasts. Uh, we're coming to an end. I guess this is our last call then for, for, for verses that have been precious to us. Stories we we find ourselves telling often, uh, memories that we treasure, lessons that we have learnt. Hannah, what do you find yourself keeping on going back to? Um, with so with Eddie at the moment, he's he's been having lots of get ups in the night. So I've been just wanting him to see how strong Jesus is. So we're doing lots of 
lots of Jesus miracles. So kind of just seeing that he is amazing, um, which is good for me to know as well. Because I, so I, how, how does that work, Hannah, at two o'clock in the morning when when you're struggling to know which way is up? It, well, it usually happens when he first goes to bed to kind of help. Because it, cause then when you come to pray in the middle of the night with him when he's crying and... It's because you know, he's it's, scared of something. So yeah, yeah. Hannah's saying that um, if you remind him that Jesus is stronger than... Um, the gruffalo. Then, then the things that he's concerned are uh, making noises in the night, uh, which might just be me going to the toilet or something. Yeah. But yeah. So Hannah, you're, you're praying in his ear as he's terrified yeah. of Rob going to the loo in the night, thinking as a monster roaming yeah. his house. Yeah, well, I, I blame we're going on a bear hunt. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he, he's scared of kind of bears breaking into the house at night time. Um, so it's kind of lots of prayer. So we, we talk, so as an adult, you talk about, like rational things to yourself. And that is the most rational thing, you know, kind of Jesus is in charge here. Um, but I also go through, we've locked the door. He, bears don't have keys, you know, those kind of things. But um, I think saying Jesus loves you all the time. And he is the one looking after you. Even though, even when I'm in my bed, Jesus is looking after you. Rob, places you find yourself going back to versus you find yourself opening. Uh, things you find yourself praying with your children. Yeah, we've we've just been looking at, at Joshua um, in church actually just yesterday, and um, there's this in chapter twelve. There's this um, impenetrable list of names of kings that that Joshua. Um, destroyed and you sort of think what's that got to do with with life now as a parent and I think actually it, it is um relevant because it's a it's a a way of give, giving specific thanks to God for what he's done and seeing his faithfulness and I think um not that I've mastered this or anything but um in terms of prayer I think if we give specific points of thanks it will stop us being um grumpy uh particularly when we're tired and stuff like that to actually say thanks thanks to god for for what he's done both in our lives but also uh throughout history and and to be specific about that rather than just saying general things about who he is um yeah thanks rob wenna i think um the the verses that talk about um so i've got it just here um so Deuteronomy 6 7 so impress them on your children those are the commandments uh talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down when you get up so just trying to have um Jesus in the conversation as much as as we can um and I think you know we, as I say we we talk about Jesus being strong and kind with her um so again reminding her that Jesus is bigger um, she also gets up several times in the night. We haven't worked out why, but she gets up several times. And I think because she is scared, she's alone. Um, and so, you know, I always just put her back down and say, just remember Jesus is here. He's with you. Um, so very similar. And we always prayed. Um, I haven't got this one up, so forgive me. But it's the, you know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn his face to you. Um, that verse I can't remember where it's from, so sorry. But, you know, we've always prayed that for for her before she goes to bed. Um, and we pray that she would, in time, come to know Jesus as her Lord and Saviour herself. Um, and that it's not just our faith that she has. And she's not, you know, I think our big prayer is that she's not, turns out, doesn't turn out to be a little Pharisee. Um, having having the knowledge, but not having the, the heart knowledge. I think that's what we really pray for her. Um, so yeah, 
And I think our, our big memory is that she just loves dancing around the room to Jesus Strong and Kind um, before she goes to bed. Not helpful for her to go to bed, but she is a joy to watch her um, to do it as well. Thank you, Wena. Thank you, Rob. And thank you, Hannah. Rob, I wonder if you could pray for the parents who are listening to this, who are helping their friends to navigate this time of their life. Sure. Father, thank you that you are our Father and you know us. Thank you that um, you know the struggles uh, of what it means to be a, a parent. Uh, but also, um, Lord, thank you that you help us to to share the joys and to be thankful um, for what you've given us and the gift of children. Um, thank you that you give us everything that we need uh, to be parents in your word and in, by your spirit. Thank you that... Uh, we can come to you um, and find an uh, everlasting supply of um, strength and uh, grace uh, to, for the task that you've given us. Please, would you uh, grow our kids uh, in the knowledge of you? Uh, would you reveal yourself to them? Would you help us to be those who appoint them to you and uh, to be praying for them uh, to know you, knowing that it all depends on you? Uh, we pray that you'd release us from the fear um, of a task that's too big for us and uh, and yet help us to see that you uh, are all we need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do email us. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. We'd love to hear what has encouraged you. We'd love to hear what questions you're left with. You can contact us at podcast at faithinkids.org. We'll be back with the next Parenting Through the Stages with Threes and Fours. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.